It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Bob Hope. so hopeful i don't know about this episode i was not too hopeful oh god i have to say like i I was a little disappointed because this was a slow so slow and like the premise of the episode that like no premise bob hope is not available to do this episode is not a premise no like that okay all right. First of all, Megan, it's time to watch The Muppets. It is. We watched The Muppets. We did. Megan, on top of this being, it's the Bob Hope episode, whatever. We're almost done with this season. Today is our one-year anniversary. <gasps> it is? We've been releasing this show for one year. Happy officially. anniversary, Douglas. Happy anniversary. So I wanted to give you a little anniversary gift. Oh, my God. In the form God. of a gibbet for your Crocs. Uh, okay. I need to get up. Yeah. Because when we record, uh, we've quite often been wearing our Crocs in this sun porch I'm, when we record. I'm definitely going to be wearing my Crocs. I think I'll put on my left shoe. I have it on my left shoe. So that obviously is where all the cool kids are wearing their gonzo This gibbets. is my first gibbet. How do you do it? You just push it in. You just push it in. Yeah. There was something in the air that night. My gonzo. <gasps> you got it. I love it. It's beautiful. I so I don't know. The other day I was Thanks, like, "Doug, you're welcome." I love it. I was like, "I want to get us something Muppety stupid," and then I remember that like literally we. This is one of the things that we have. Like we both we wear our dumb dumb Crocs sometimes when we're recording. So I'm like, I should get us shoe charms of Gonzo. I love this, and I am in the process of making us here for Gonzo shirts. Actually, can I tell you that these are imports of the United Kingdom? <laughs> The only place that I could find Gonzo gibbets that did not look janky as hell are the UK. Thank you, UK. <laughs> so they're still thriving in the United Kingdom. Well, the Muppets. I appreciate that. I'm so glad that the UK is keeping the Muppets alive. Yeah, someone's got to. It's Someone us has and got the to. Kingdom. Yeah. So, all right, we watched the Bob Hope episode of the Muppet Show, episode two twenty one, season two. This episode aired. In the United Kingdom in February, on February 19th, 1978, it aired in the United States, February 13th, 1978, which is kind of neat because uh, it's around now. Yeah, it is know? around now. So it's really, really weird that this episode is, what, thir- 45, 44 years old? Holy shit. Wait, why is everything so old? I don't know. How We're, come- young. We're, We're young. So We're young. so young. We're so young. Ugh, time just keeps this flying. This episode is just old. Not us. Doug, I was watching the... Because sometimes I finished... I watched the full opener. Did you notice in the opener... Are you about to say what I was going to say to you? Go. Fozzie moves. Yes! They all move so that they're not covered by the titles. I never noticed that before. Me neither. Oh, my God. I think it's especially funny because Fozzie yells in Bunsen Honeybee's face. Yeah, and he's like... And he like puts his arms out so you can see him like on the side. Yes. Why did we both notice that? I do not know. I noticed it watching this episode. Me too. I said to my wife, I was sitting there, we were watching it together, and I go, oh, my God. I think this is the first time that I'm watching it like on the big TV in the living room in a long time. Yeah. So I look... And I go, 
oh my god, did you just see that? And she goes, what? I go, everybody who was going to be covered by the Muppet Show titles moves to other windows yeah. so they can be seen. And I notice especially Fozzie. Yeah, Fozzie goes into Honeydew's window. And he like window. screams uh-huh. in Honeydew's face. I lost my mind. I thought that was so fucking funny. I thought it was funny too. Holy wow, shit! We both noticed it at the same time. I cannot believe that we both. Yeah. Well, I watched it on my laptop. Yeah. Which is like my own personal TV. I mean, it's better than the phone. The phone. Yeah. Where we very often watch yeah. the show. Definitely. <laughs> on, I think. I wonder if the phone screen is bigger than the monitors Jim and the guys had when they were doing the show. Can you watch a video on your watch? On my watch, no. It can hardly load photos. Okay. You don't have a watch? No. I have a, I don't You have, have like a, a, a different, yeah, smarty yeah. watch. Yeah, I have a, I have an exercise watch that people who used to be my friends gave me for my birthday because they had an extra one. Because <laughs> they had an extra one? Yeah. <laughs> Irregardless. I remember I like told my, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, oh, it's so nice that they got me this workout uh-huh. watch. Like, they're really, like, cheering me on, getting into running and all yeah. this stuff. And then she was like, no. They had an extra one. Wow. And I was like, oh. Imagine okay. having an extra. Like, oh, it's just laying around. What is that? What, what they get it in a swag bag at, like, a uh, uh, fucking award show? You know, know, like when you see people who go to like, oh, the Golden Globes, you get your Golden Globe swag bag and it's got like an iPad that's got your name engraved on the back of it. What I think is that <laughs> they got it and it didn't have enough features mm. and they didn't realize till it was too late to return it. Yeah. And then I got it and I'm still kicking. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Yeah, I love it. Oh, fuck. So I feel like the Apple Watch would be very distracting to me. The Apple Watch can be distracting. Mine is still like, mine is the older one, so it doesn't do anything that cool. But I also like a real watch. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm a real watcher. No, I like a real watch. Um, okay. Megan, so we watched The Muppets. We're, re- we're, 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 we're backing up again. Backing up to the episode. Well, Gonzo's the opener, right? Cold open. Gonzo tells guest star Bob Hope that he is a comic genius. But then he adds, if your nose weren't so small, you'd probably be a big star like me. I thought that was funny. Bob Hope. <sighs> okay. I know this name. I know he did the USO shows and that kind of stuff. You know anything? You have any, like, any anything for Bob Hope? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, does the genie in Aladdin do an impression of Bob Hope? He definitely does. Yeah. He does, the, he does Bob Hope. He does... Um, some random guy that I don't remember and he does Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah. Like where he changes his face to look yeah. like them. Yeah. Yep. That's what I know. Of I remember the, the one man who's, he's like a couple of quid pro. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know who he's impersonating. And Robin Williams had that problem where like his references were probably even too old for him. Oh my God. I love you know, Robin and Williams. then he would regurgitate his old references onto our six five-year-old minds whatever and now we're like quoting jack nicholson and bob hope from aladdin you know what i mean like this is how we learn about these characters yeah i don't feel like kids have a need to do that anymore no the only thing that kids do nowadays is look at vintage clothing and vintage like sneakers Uh but besides that i don't think that they really care about like vintage people no (laughs) (laughs) the gauge for vintage is like a weirder threshold now too where I feel like... 2005. Two th- yeah, like, aughts shit. Being like, oh, it's vintage. Like, I guess, but like... Definitely people say that that's vintage. And I not. can't even handle it. Uh-huh. Like, my girlfriend's kid, 
who's 13 was just showing me this like portable dvd player and he's like look how cool this is and all this stuff and i'm just like oh my god this is like probably how my parents felt when the minute i discovered like i don't know something from their time where Uh i was like look at this and they're like yeah i know yeah. Like, we had these. And you're like, the needle runs across the album. Right? And it plays yeah. music through this horn. How? <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, my God. And to, like, be nostalgic for a fucking portable DVD player. Like, it's a laptop that only plays movies. I don't know. Like, what? what's exciting about that? That's not... It's not exciting. And then what I thought was, wow... Um, remember how much room DVDs took up? Yeah. I mean, I still have DVDs that I just won't get rid of because I know I'll never be able to get those DVDs Yeah, again. there's certain movies where, like, I have a copy of Dogma, mm-hmm. the Kevin Smith movie, because that's yeah, literally impossible. out of print, and it's, like, quote-unquote valuable if you have a copy of it, because you could sell it for hundreds of dollars on Amazon or exactly. whatever. Exactly. I have these AbFab DVDs with... Um, a specific commentary on every single episode uh-huh. where it's all of them yeah. talking about the episodes I, plus Dawn French. I own TV shows on DVD for that exact reason. Yeah. Like I have the complete first season of Comedy Bang Bang and I have all the uh, happy endings. Like these shows that like run through my blood mm-hmm. that you can't get the commentary. I haven't watched the commentary in ages, but like should I find the time and want to exactly. watch that? I have the opportunity. Well, and when I first got those DVDs, let me tell you, I definitely watched every episode oh, with the yeah. commentary on. Like, I mean, even The Muppet Show. I have The Muppet Show DVDs. With the commentary, They never yeah. finished releasing them. They only have the first three. That's crazy. And yeah, they have the commentary. They have that weird pop-up video version and stuff. Oh, I like that pop-up video version. That was really neat. That is really neat. Ah, Okay, so I know I'm probably moving this forward, but what I like about the next sketch is it's giving me very Quanta Lagusta vibes. It's Piggy singing. Yes. So it's Calypso time. Miss Piggy and the pig sing Pig Calypso. I love. And then invite Kermit on stage to give his take on the number. When I love, I go whole hog. That's what I have written down, Miss Piggy says. (laughs) This was cool. I love the, I love any time that they really take all of this this opportunity to like recostume and all the characters. Yeah, the, did you see such... that one piggy version with like the curly short hair? Uh-huh. <laughs> and like I'm looking at a picture of Piggy here now and she has like the Chiquita banana yeah. lady stack on her hair with like bananas and all these other fruits. And Watching stuff. Miss Piggy do these musical numbers as openers, every time I'm just like, Frank Oz is so fucking talented. So fucking talented. I believe that a, Miss Piggy is a fully a woman. I believe Frank is a woman when he's Not, doing and, this. And like a fully, it's a it's a character. It's like, it's, it's a it's a being, you yes, want to say. Like, yes. Right? I she have is no, not a Muppet. No, she's Miss Piggy, and Miss Piggy is a performer on this show that we're watching called The Muppets. I know. Right? Like, you almost want to say like a person, but I don't mean person. I mean, an, like, she's a being. She yeah. is what she is. So I, all right, we had been reading the Jim Henson book and like talking back and forth about how much we would love to hear... A book from Frank Oz, you know, and then I sent you his website, frankoz.com, and I'm looking (laughs) at it right now, and all it is is a landing page, and it says, hi, Frank Oz here. People keep asking me if I'm going to write a book about my experiences as a director and performer. I don't want to write a book. That's too hard. So for now, if anyone wants to know what's happening with me, best to go to at Frank Oz Jam on Twitter. (laughs) As for this site, I'll let you know when I actually have something going on here in the future so I can share it with you, whatever the hell it is that I want to share with you. Thanks. Very frank. What? 
What a curmudgeon. This is amazing. I, I literally love him. And it is just like, it's Frank. It's just like in the book, like, yeah, I was an asshole. <laughs> it's so goddamn Jim should have fired me. me. And you know what else I noticed at the end of the Muppet shows? It, he is, it says featuring Frank Oz mm-hmm. as like the Muppeteer. Yeah. Even though, like, Jim always put him on a pedestal. Like, even from the time he first met him at that puppeteer convention. Yeah. Where he was with his parents, he was like... Damn, this is the best puppeteer I've ever seen. Yeah, he has something special. He has the, like, it that we're looking for. And he really does. Yeah, he absolutely does. He does, did, and will, like, you know what I mean? Like, it it hasn't gone away, even. And the movements of the, he differentiates his characters, like, Mm -hmm. and the way he is able to just move them so seamlessly. Like, he could, he could be doing Piggy and then be doing Fozzie right after, and it's so different. I just looked down at the computer at the notes, and I remember, he's Fozzie also. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) How... How are you Piggy and Fozzie? Yeah. You're the best characters. Yeah. And the most the most fleshed, realized, like everything. He had his characters, I think, worked out. Besides Kermit. Because mm-hmm. Kermit is very much a Jim-esque. Yeah. But like. Especially with, with Kermit's tasks and his yeah. drive to, you know, keep everything moving and all that stuff. Definitely. But this was lovely. I loved it. Absolutely I love the joke at the end when they go backstage and the, and the, the pig steel drum. And backstage then, at the end end? Is that what you're talking about? At the end of, the, the, end sketch. of the sketch. And they make the joke, the pig, the pig steel drum, because it's steel drums. Uh-huh. And then I think one of Benson and Hedges, or whatever their names is, said... Um, said they'll steal anything if, or uh. something. <laughs> I don't know. Benson and Hedges. I did watch this one yesterday. So. Uh-huh. Backstage, Fozzie has discovered that Bob Hope isn't in his dressing room. Kermit explains that he's across town doing a benefit. He is the busiest man in show business, after all. But he'll be back in time to do something for the show. In his pursuit of a hobby, Animal has taken up alligator wrestling. So Crikey! My, my biggest peeve with this episode is that the Muppets are at their absolute best... And they're working their ass off in this episode. And the guest is giving nothing. The guest, the gave guest is giving nothing. nothing. And I have no nostalgia, no love, no whatever for Bob Hope. So all I can be is mad at him. Like, I'm just like, he does nothing. He's bringing nothing to this show. And it's a bummer because they really are all at their best. I think this episode was good, save for the fact that Bob Hope was kind of a dud of a guest. Yeah, and I feel like, I kind of feel like... John Lennon and Kanye West would sort of be like the same way. They just like wouldn't be around. They'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. But that's a weird. I don't really want to. A weird one to one. But I feel like they are. Kanye and and Lennon are in that echelon of performer that Bob Hope was at at this point, too. We're like they're labeled genius. And once you label yes. somebody genius, that just gives them permission to, to act however they want. Be the biggest asshole ever because now tell me something cool that kanye west has done in the last five years nothing nothing to five further, years you know what i mean i don't i don't know when he, i can't i don't know the timelines of his album do you mean besides like he coming out with good music no because i don't like even a, think he's really done good music in the last couple of years either is what i'm saying i really like that song there's some songs i really like by kanye i'm not uh-huh. gonna lie didn't love donda but like Donda's the mo- most recent stuff, yeah. right? From maybe a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like he's hit this weird 
like unimpeachable level, but it's like, what are you doing? Where he with could do, that? he could literally do anything. Yes. I mean, he can poop and it, he makes a billion dollars uh-huh. if he sells it. Yeah. And it, what are you doing with that? Like seemingly mm-hmm. nothing. Getting in a weird sloppy divorce. Oh, that's God. really it. I'm ter- I'm sorry, but like what's going on between him and Kim like out loud is so cringy. Did you see the thing where he was like claiming that Pete Davidson might have AIDS no. the other day? Like what are you doing? He has Crohn's, right? But he doesn't have Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he does have Crohn's. I think he does. Yeah, I remember the commercial for that the movie The King of Staten Island where yeah. he said that if he eats a hot dog Yeah. He'll just shit himself or something like that. Reminds me of the fourth of July. <laughs> 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 oh my god no but it's weird like i shouldn't know you know his feud the way that he is can you imagine like this is some middle school shit oh, where, and- like i put on my live journal that my middle school boyfriend was mm-hmm. holding hands with blah 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 and most recently yeah he's come out that he wants to find a way to like from a distance or something like make sure that his daughter doesn't have a tiktok account he never approved of that, and then he found her on TikTok or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, and it's like, how often do you think he even sees his kids? I don't know, but like that's just fucking regular parenting. Like you don't need to like seek out the law for this. You need to just like go be their dad. Yeah, and that's I'm sure like it's it, it, they make it seem like, and even Kim said like he's a good dad. Like when he's like with the kids and uh-huh. like playing with the kids, and he's there with the kids and stuff like that. But it's like if you're out and about. You know, flaunting your new like piece around town, and then you're like, "Get my kid off of TikTok." It's like, yeah, sure, your kid probably shouldn't be on TikTok. He's the kind of dad that says he has to babysit his own kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) Like where he's like, "I can't do anything. I got to babysit my kid." Like that's not that's parenting, bro. That's parenting. It's just so wild to me. And this whole thing where, like, you're constantly seeing, like, Julia Fox now. And it's like, oh, Julia's the new it girl. It's like, who fucking cares? Mm -hmm. It's like, you can go and flaunt your whatever around town. But it's like, you're not going to make literally Kim. You're not going to put down. Now that I'm sticking up for either side. But, like, you're going to put down Kim Kardashian, who is a billionaire herself. And fine. And she'll she'll be fine. She will literally be fine. People love Kim Kardashian. Uh They love her. All that this did, all that their relationship did and the falling apart of their relationship did was just like, I don't know, raise both of their statuses. You know, like it didn't, it didn't hurt or, 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 or excel anyone. Yeah, no one's not buying skims or her makeup line or anything now that, you know. People are still getting plastic surgery to look like Kim Kardashian, which is the most wild thing to me. It's like Kim Kardashian is another level of famous because it's like, and I think I talked about this with you before where it's like, you know, in the past, it's like, oh, Marilyn Monroe's so beautiful. I'm going to do like the look. I'll do like the red Marilyn lip Uh with like my eyes her way. But no, people are literally getting plastic surgery Uh and fucking facial reconstruction Uh and Brazilian. Not a perm. They're getting butt lips. They're getting, yeah. yeah. To look like Kardashians. Uh Like Tori Spelling, why does she look like Khloe Kardashian now? She literally got a plastic surgeon to take her and was like, I don't want to look like a spelling anymore. Make me look like a Kardashian. Uh-huh. And Tori Spelling was we interesting. Have talked about Tori Spelling. Tori Looking. Spelling was interestingly beautiful. She Does was that cute. Make sense? She had like a cute thing yeah. going. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you don't always have to like 
sometimes in Hollywood, it's like everyone is so beautiful or whatever. But it's like if you're like a little bit interesting looking and mm. beautiful, you kind of stand it's out like a little Jennifer bit. It's like the Jennifer Grey thing. Yeah. Jennifer Grey getting her nose job blackballed her from because she didn't look like a unique person like she was before. I watched this movie with Jennifer Grey. Uh-huh. Uh, um my girlfriend and I stayed with like an older lesbian couple mm-hmm. as like a like a weekend vacation and they were really into sailing. I wish I could remember the fucking name of this movie, but it's all about Dirty Dancing. It's all about Jennifer Grey is uh-huh. the star of it with this guy and it's all about like racing and sailing. I wish I could remember the That's name. That's weird. It was good. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. I mean, it was fine. But that, that was, was like the last. Movie. That was like I think that movie was the one that happened right before she fi- she like changed her nose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I, well, I remember. I'm like I've always been TV obsessed since I'm a little kid. Yeah. I remember watching Raised on TV. Hello. That show. It's like you know. Did you ever watch? It's like you know. It's like you know. Was the real name of a television show that starred Jennifer Grey playing herself. An actress who got a nose job and is now, like, kind of can't get arrested. And three other guys. One is a showrunner for a TV show. One is a slob. This was literally pitched as Seinfeld of the West Coast. Was it good? It came out the year after. I tried to watch the pilot, like, maybe four months ago. No. It's bad. Um, But it was interesting because it is just an attempt at making... It's four assholes Mm -hmm. that are self-involved... And still hang out with each other at a coffee shop. It's it was Seinfeld, but with with those like Hollywood jobs and stuff, you know. So like I don't know. I think it's that they're you can't relate to them because their problems are like even more obnoxious than in Seinfeld, you know. Oh, Where yeah. you're just like shut the fuck up, like girl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I know it? I literally quit my job working with celebrities very recently because yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't care about your celebrity life. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't and need your to celebrity make celebrity problems. Yeah, I don't whatever. need to make money off your back. I'm good. No. At this point. I'm I'm fine. I'll do I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll be just fine. Kermit goes on stage to introduce Bob Hope, but Fozzie informs him that Bob still isn't there yet. Kermit tries to stall with a long introduction until he finally arrives. Bob comes on the stage only to tell Kermit that he has on a, he's on a tight schedule and has to leave. Kermit objects. You didn't even say hi. This is Bob Hope. Happy to be on the show. Not even one, but I want to tell you. Or seriously, folks. When Bob comes out, Megan, I hope you have this note too. He's wearing a, he's trench, wearing a trench coat and a hat. He's, he's a pervert. I know. I have it down. I said, oh, look, a trench coat and a hat. Exactly. It's- a per- uh, uh, <laughs> A regular pervert. What a Bob perv. Hope. So Bob explains that he'll be back soon. He's already canceled one benefit, blah, blah, blah. Statler and Walder have commented on Bob's departure. It's what I've always said about the show. There's no hope. Bob Hope. Which just reminded me of that stupid joke that I told you last week. Why did I just, I was like, hope floats, no hope. And then you know what movie came into my mind? What? That fucking movie where, that movie with... Natalie Portman and Rizzo from Greece. Oh my god. Where the heart is. Where the heart is. is. Yes. yes. Tell me you didn't see that movie on TBS. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. At like 11 years yeah. old. <laughs> and that's the the movie where the woman has the a baby. Baby in Walmart. In Walmart. She's like secretly is living in Walmart. So, okay. Rizzo <laughs> dies in a tornado in that movie, right? <laughs> and then Helen Hunt comes. Right, yeah. We no. The I'm not even kidding. I'm pretty sure that she dies in a tornado in that movie. 
And I probably watched it too closely to watching Twister. This is one of those movies that I always thought was just one long ass movie as a kid was Where the Heart Is and Twister. <laughs> Along with, I feel like I've told you this. Where I the Heart Is is the prequel to Twister. <laughs> I used to think very seriously that Speed and Demolition Man were the same movie. That, like, Sandra Bullock's successes at the end of Speed then lead her to becoming a future cop in the future. And now here's Demolition Man. I would watch very stupid Demolition kid. Man anytime over the movie Speed. Mm-hmm. The movie Speed always has stressed me out. The saving grace of the movie Speed is that Sandra Bullock is attractive. Yeah. Especially in that movie, too. Yeah, she is. It's Driving like a, it's kind of exciting. I yeah. guess it is exciting. It is exciting. Speed but is exciting. I'm not going to lie. And you know the outcome and everything. I don't and then know there's Speed. They literally made sequels. I've never seen the sequel. <laughs> I've never seen. Is there two sequels? Or is that a dream? No, no, no. I think there's two sequels. She's got a new movie coming out that I just told my wife the other day that I think I want to see. Oh, I, honestly, I'll watch anything with Sandra Bullock. Lisa, my girlfriend, was in the, um, the kitchen like a couple months ago watching on her phone. Um, oh, my God. Dot com something net the net the net that yeah. like it's like a thriller where she's like a hacker right yes yeah that movie was so bad and we watched the whole thing <laughs> I can't imagine it's Sandra Bullock <laughs> because it's also it's early internet and then she's like breaking early internet first of all I love early internet uh huh but Just like saying. I this is like early it's like 96 right like like you're dialing up we just made this thing it's called the internet like broadband is like. An idea that's like way in the future. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) (laughs) Fiber optics, what? This next sequence ruled so much, Megan. A a possum and the woodland animals sing for what it's worth as a group of hunters invade their woods. Okay, I love this like very Emmett Ottery, cute, cute, cute. So cute. And it is like, yeah. They just took like the little hats, galoshes off of these Emmett Otter style characters and now they're Real critters running around. Hey, children, what's that sound? That's the one. Look what's going on. I, yesterday. Stop, children. I just need to relate. I have an actual, I can relate this to something, right? So, (laughs) yesterday, uh, went to a gender reveal party. So, we're there. They reveal that the couple is having a boy. And uh, the mother and... Well, our friend, that her mother and her mother-in-law were then discussing, oh, what do you, what is your theme going to be for the nursery? And our friend said, um, like animals. So then she was like busy doing something else. So then they were like, animals, animals could be anything. Is that jungle? Is that safari? Is that what, you know, what is that? So then my wife interjected and she said, oh, we've been talking about it. And she wants to do like woodland creatures to what. The mother and mother-in-law both said, what the hell is a woodland creature? So then we were like, you know, like squirrels and foxes and chipmunks and raccoons. and You're like the topography of New Jersey. And Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> just think about you look in the woods behind your house kind of yeah. thing. You know, the critter's there. And the one mother goes, skunks? Skunks <laughs> is a woodland critter? Like we're going to have skunks in this room? And my wife is like, yeah, skunks are really, they're really cute. And then our other friend interjected. She's like, yeah, this is like, let me show you. Like, this is a thing. It's not like, <laughs> this isn't like some insane, like, we're going to have taxidermied squirrels that and would a be fox better, hanging from the ceiling or whatever. <laughs> like, Can I just I, tell you that, guess what my niece's nursery is? Is it woodland critters? Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing right now, right? Yeah. 
But you straight people, the all the I, same. I, oh, Megan, please. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's that's. Cute. It is cute, you know. But I, I just couldn't get past. And it's it. sort of gender neutral too, which is cool. Exactly. I mean, for people having a gender reveal party, I guess it's pretty gender neutral. <laughs> Do you know that my brother uh, had a gender reveal party and they thought they were going to have a boy, but it turns out that my niece was a twin and she absorbed the boy twin. Wild. <laughs> really? <laughs> She's more powerful now. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little Jean Grey on her hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Muppets News Flash. The newsman reports on the opening of fishing season as guns fire from off screen and fish fall from the sky. Wait, before we move, I know I know that one, but um, I think like when I look at an episode like this, it just makes me want to take all the worst episodes of mm-hmm. the Muppets and pull out the one sketch that's really good, and like then you could make one good episode, build like all- a best of real of the episode. worst. Yeah. No, no, but not best of best. Like no, it's the best, best of, of the worst. worst. Like yeah. you're, it's like a, a redemption. Because this this uh, possum singing mm-hmm. that was the best part of this episode. Yeah, it really was. It was, and it was, it was really so good. Well produced. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And it was cute. Uh huh. Anyway, so the flying fish, the news flash, falling fish, and then for my note next, I just have scooter dot dot dot. Ugh. Yeah, here we are. Scooter tells Kermit that the flying zucchini brothers. Are going to send Bob back by cannon. Bob says that he loves traveling by cannonball as he is a high caliber performer. Kermit is all set to listen to one of Bob's monologues, but there's no time. Bob is already late for a benefit for the Japanese pole vaulters retirement fund. Okay. You did see these Japanese Muppets, right? Oh my god. I have no memory of them. Was there uh, Japanese Muppets? Uh, oh no. Was there no warning before this episode? I don't think so. Yikes. And they were... Mm. Like, yeah. Very, like, stereotypical, like, yeah, like, it was interesting. I did not. I have no memory of them. They showed up. Did I blink and miss them? Yeah, you blinked. It it wasn't, like, a quick flash of them. And they had, like, the ponytails with, like, the shaved heads. Oh, like like Samurai Yeah, Samurai X-esque. X. Not X. Have you been watching the Olympics? I feel like we are diverging. This is a diverging I just have one thing to say before you say that. Uh... Actually, this joke made me laugh out loud. Hilarious. Bob Hope was very funny when he said this. He said, he's said more bars than Dean Martin's elbow. He said it's seen something seen more bars than Dean Martin's elbow. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. That is a good, like. Best dig ever. A light roast joke. Oh, my God. Because Dean Martin was the biggest drunk. Yeah. And that's like kind of tame for, you know, seven o'clock. And you know what? It must have been so great to Uh be like, just like. I don't know Dean Martin back then because this he is a literally cool time. he literally by when he was done like being in the Rat Pack and he had his own show and stuff like that he literally just got drunk and smoked cigarettes uh-huh. and he talked to people yeah I want that fucking job mm-hmm. except I don't want to smoke cigarettes anyway so the Olympics do you have a TV sign in that I can sign into because yeah I'll give you my Peacock login please because it has everything I am dying to watch the Olympics and we don't have cable and I'm not allowed to get another uh, streaming service because okay. we have I'll, I'll trade you one we mm-hmm. have PBS we have Paramount mm-hmm. we now have Discovery Plus so that we can watch American Pickers because oh I take that I'll give you Peacock yeah. for All that right. yeah we'll go trade these on that one alright great <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't have that one. I'll so. give you Peacock for Discovery I'll Plus. I'll you one. Sold. Um, okay, so then where are we now? We're uh, The Swedish chef Swedish tries chef. to prepare pressed duck. The There's duck, however, galore. flies off stealing the duck presser and drops it on the chef's head, knocking him unconscious. This was great. And then the duck flying at the end was fucking funny. Because uh-huh. they usually don't have Muppets. Fly- they have Muppets being thrown, but not like a full flying. There's been a lot of experimentation this season. Oh, yeah. It's cool, especially towards this tail end of the season. Like when they did the, the flying sequence in the Cleo Lane episode. Oh, I yeah, thought that that chicken- was kind of innovative for now. Especially that it's both Muppet and Performer. You know, it wasn't just the Muppets doing that. Don't tell me what the UK spot is. I want to guess it. I won't tell you what the I UK know what spot it is. is. I, can I guess now? Or should I guess when we get... We only have... What, there's another news flash. There's another news flash. Opera Muppets news flash. The opening night of the opera season is cut short by a hunter who took the term out of context. And then the... the the uh, Viking-esque opera lady falls yeah. on. It's funny because that is like the most iconic. Like when you think opera, do you think of like a, that Viking, like fat lady going, oh, the yeah. Wagner-esque? Yeah. Do you know that he, though, was like the first to start writing operas in German? Because, you really? know, they're all in Italian. Opera is oh, a, I didn't know that. Yeah, very I'm Italian not, thing. You know, my, my knowledge of opera is... If you are in need of credit and you need cash now, call J.G. Wentworth. Uh, 877 You can't. You don't know the commercial, Megan? No. Oh, my God. Not even Bugs There's Bunny. An opera the- singer. Well, I mean, of course, Bugs Bunny. But I have stamps of Bugs Bunny. Speaking as the of opera Bugs singer. Bunny, before you came over, I was looking because I was thinking about Frank Oz and how talented he is and the voices and mm-hmm. all the voices. I love him. And I was like, oh, my God, Mel Blanc. Yeah. Mel Blanc. How do you say it? Mel Blanc? Mel Blanc. Oh my God. What a one-to-one. To do like... Oh my God, Megan. What if like after we're done with this, we literally do the Looney Tunes like yeah, that? Yeah, that's fine. That would be so cool because it is the same... The performance level and everything and like the innovating and all of that. Yeah, holy and shit. I looked up that his son, Noel Blanc... Mm-hmm. Was also doing voices. Really, he like took over as Elmer Fudd and uh-huh. like a couple of little things after. I mean, I'm sure out. if if you hear Dad doing the voice enough Mel, as a kid, you probably you know. I watched a video of him like doing like um, radio back in the day. Uh-huh. Oh my, he's so fucking talented. Was this like a he plays eight different characters oh God, kind yeah. of thing, all talking to one another and the host and that? Well, kind of thing. in Looney Tunes, he plays most of the characters. Yeah. Just say how? Yeah, how? And you know he didn't get paid a lot. Oh, no. And, you know, he's probably writing them, designing them, you know, like the whole everything. It's just, it, there wouldn't be no, they like would show him a picture of the cartoon character that they created and he would come up with the voices based mm-hmm. on the picture. Yeah, and he was right every time. Like, think you about know what I mean? how iconic, and then just think about who Bugs Bunny is. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I think that especially so there's like a long history of and i, I kind of i almost don't want to get into this so just forget it okay <laughs> i'm gonna get like too deep into something and mm-hmm. then i'm gonna be like oh my god i, think I know where you're going but i do it's just like mel mel blank mm-hmm. he like putting cultural affectations on characters is that where you're like not only yeah like influential it's like uh-huh. it's like weeded not we weaved in to like popular culture it's like mm. 
it's and and to me it's such a beautiful gift yeah do you know what i mean so it's like i understand that there was like there wasn't like he was a lithuanian uh jewish man and you know and like bugs bunny's jewish bugs bunny is 100 percent jewish and (laughs) but it's like a gift Uh given to American society. It's like yeah. these characters that were created, but it's like Jewish immigrants before they, you know, were came here, they were doing all this like it, in Europe. And that was probably the idea behind it too, because like, look at the world that we're living in now. I'm just bringing up this current topic right now where the book mouse is being banned in the Tennessee school system. Mouse being the story, a true account, Art Spiegelman's mother's account of being surviving the Holocaust. You know, I don't, and it's told through the lens of the Jews are mice in the story and the Nazis are cats. So it's like this digestible way of showing to young people these like what hard do you wanna, yes. to swallow yes. information that it's like you have to. Yeah. And like maybe it's because of where we grew up or whatever. Uh-huh. But like I have. We've been learning about the Nazis and the Holocaust since kindergarten. Yes. Or preschool even. Yeah. Like, and un- I remember, many- what, even not only the Holocaust, but I remember I watched a video in my school's library, in elementary school, mm-hmm. in like the first grade of the fucking atomic bomb being dropped yeah. on Hiroshima. I, I can recall in the second grade, third grade, my teacher, Miss Weiss, having us read the book Number the Stars. Yes. And... Her crying while we're reading it and dis- and explaining her family's experience in the Holocaust while we're reading this mm-hmm. tale of a young girl surviving the Holocaust. Like, you know what I mean? That, <laughs> I guess you don't have that experience everywhere in this country. I guess you don't. You know? But, I mean, and, and that's really powerful. Like, I remember being a little kid and being in the classroom, too, and, like, reading these hard-to-read stories and, like, crying and having, the t- having us all, like, kind of cry together and yeah. be like, this is unbelievable mm-hmm. how could this happen why yeah. and just kind of going through it and talking about it and yeah. it's like if you don't learn about these things it's like history repeats themselves like we know mm-hmm. yeah, you see it all the time and like it, it it's like and it's still because of that we're still mm-hmm. living the repercussions of those things today yeah just like you know uh, slavery in this country and um, the Native American Holocaust and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. we're still living the repercussions of it. It's like, yeah. it didn't just happen and then it's gone now. Forgot, forget it. Yeah, we cleaned it up. It's yeah. Gone. It's like, oh, these ooh, things are so, these things are still so important. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand it. And, and honestly, like, I don't get the idea of banning a book in this country anyway, period. No. Like, it, to me, it's just like, if you don't like the book, don't read it. And it always, it's, it's, it's like so fucking punk rock too that like, oh, book gets banned. And then, you know, that makes everyone want to do. Yeah. Read that fucking book. You go to the library, you order online, whatever. There's no world where people go like, I'm not supposed to read that. I can't read that. Yeah, I'm not allowed. It's gone. Like, fuck off. All you did was like, it's the number one selling book in the country now. Mouse. It's a graphic novel. I think that rules. Yeah. Comic books. uh, There's a comic book about the Holocaust. that's the number one book in the country and it's from 1980. That I, fucking rules. That is so 
amazing. I need to lend you um, a contract with God. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It's about the tenement. It's like stories from the tenements. Yeah. It's amazing. Jeez. You have to watch. You have to watch it. You have, well, it is like watching it. Watch it. You have watch to read it. Watch the words it. run across the page. Yeah. All right, so you wanted to guess the UK spot. I'm going to give you the opportunity to guess the UK spot. We're not right there now. yet because, but but it's either between one of two things, right? It's either play, between Ralph playing the piano or the JP Gross and everyone. I'm going to guess it's the JP Gross and everyone. It's the JP ah! Gross and everybody. You know how I know it's the UK spot because it literally doesn't make sense to the episode at all. It's so funny. And that's weird. what it is. That's what the so, UK spot always is. All right. It's some <laughs> random thing. Before we get to that, which is much more talkable. Uh, Rolf performs Beethoven's Pathétique, but Scooter tells him he must cut it short. I loved that. Yeah. Like, we're, it was we're super. Short on time. Yeah, and you know what? I actually really liked that because it was a little bit of piano playing, and then he stopped. It wasn't uh-huh. like a forever. Ralph is just Especially going on. Especially with Rolf. this next weird thing. So the UK spot: JP Gross joins Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, Rolf, Scooter, Robin, Floyd, Baskerville, and the Afghan Hound for a medley which includes the songs "Long Long Ago," "Orally." Believe me, if all those endearing young charms and sweet Genevieve. I loved this. I love this because you saw everybody's legs. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and there's so many Muppets on I know. stage. Like, Robin, I just rattled them off. Yeah. And it's like, there's so many Muppets on stage played by J.P. The Gross same is like so out of, like, I don't even know why he's there, but okay. He is in such a paternal, yeah. fraternal, what am I? Paternal? Yeah. Ma- yeah, yeah and he seems nice, though, in this, yeah, too. Yeah, and I hate that, because I'm like, fuck you. He's not their granddad. He's not nice. He's Scooter's shitty uncle. <laughs> this also had, like, really, really big Christmas vibes for me. With the fireplace oh, yeah. burning and everything. It was very strange. Fi- shorty fire burning on the dance floor. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Muppet Labs, Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker feed the automatic waste basket. Waste basket. The wastebasket turns out to have an insatiable appetite and tries to devour Beaker. It's <laughs> cute. This was a cute one. I like the little Muppet garbage can. Uh huh. And it's like, yeah. it looks like an old, like, um, an old fashioned lunchbox, like yeah. Fred Flintstone style, like. <laughs> to burp. Shut Lisa, up. my girlfriend is a therapist, and she has this one client who who scratches his head and then uh-huh. sniffs his fingers, and then he'll burp and he'll go. <sighs> what are you sniffing for when you scratch your head? I don't know. Like, have you ever felt like your head smelled? I don't know. He just has these weird ticks. Now I need to like. <laughs> and then he does, does it, it. He smells it, and then he says it. he'll burp, and then goes. <laughs> I do that all the time because I'm like, <laughs> I had eggs today. That's Ew. not like necessarily the burpy grossest, but like, you know, sometimes there's things you eat and it makes, like yeah. burping curry in your face yeah, while and we're this doing is, this podcast. This is what I'm talking about. Exactly the reasons why I was like, you know what? I need to leave this celebrity culture because guess what? You poop, you burp. Your shit stinks, and you're going to die one day, just like the rest of us. Oprah Winfrey once said that... I would work for Oprah in a second. I don't care. A human farts up to 14 times a day. Yeah. And my my grandma says, just 14. (laughs) (laughs) I love that your grandma is a vaudeville comedian. My grandma is. She literally... You walk in, and she's like, take my wife, please. I know. She really is. It's so funny. She they used to call her the hawk 
because my grandma is a swindler. She will beat you under the... She uh-huh. will kick your ass, take ass. all your money, uh-huh. and she will beat you in cards, dice, whatever you want to uh-huh. play. She's taking your money. But she's presenting as like this like yeah. little she, old lady. Yeah, she's, who, like, she, you know. she's not gonna, right? Uh-huh. And they used to call her the hawk because she is like a fucking giant nose. Uh-huh. You know that? And it's like a hawk hook. Yeah. And um, she... So I'm at her house the other day, and all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap! It was a gigantic hawk. And she's like, yeah, that's me. That's my spirit animal out there. And I was like, oh, the yard, my like, God, Jesus. Grandma. <laughs> oh, my God. So Bob returns, ready to perform his monologue, except now there's no time for the monologue, as Gonzo is, the next to, is on next to impersonate bread. I was pretty excited. I thought I was going to get to see Gonzo do something. Kermit offers Bob the cowboy sketch. At the end of the show instead, talking it up as a terrific sketch. Bob agrees to do it just as Gonzo races to announce that the bread he imperson- the bread impersonations are canceled. I, Megan, I have to tell you, I, I know we're just talking about this horse sketch. I think this horse sketch is one of the best sketches a celebrity's ever done on the show. Oh. I fucking hated Bob Hope in this episode. But I love that. First of all, he's dressed that. like Elvis. Did you like he's like wearing an all white cowboy suit? I, I don't understand why he's doing that. And yeah, it's so horse, flashy. And the weird. horse in this sketch was my favorite. The though. horse, <laughs> I'm a, big ass obsessed teeth. with the horse. I loved yes. it. <laughs> and did you realize? Okay, so let's Wait, first before we do that. Floyd backstage, I have right. Animal has given up an easy, the easy sport of alligator wrestling. Instead, he's taking up bowling. Only Animal bowls overhand. Yeah, and he throws a bowling ball like at Floyd's head, basically. Mm-hmm. Then we cut back to Rolf again. Rolf performs Nola. During have... the complicated number, he grows another hand to complete it. Oh, man, that's so funny. Uh, what do you have? Sorry, I have, oh, my God, Bob Hope on the horse. <laughs> so here we are. Bob riding on a two-bit horse. With New Balance sneakers on, by the way. I, Megan, when I fucking noticed Lisa the New Balance. Lisa has them on right now. It, it she killed me. Damn it, they're not here. She... I loved them and it was wearing two different types of new balances oh really i thought yes. she was just wearing the it was maroon wearing ones. red one like maroony ones and like uh yellowy ones oh, oh no they God. are the same ones <gasps> no the socks were different oh. he was wearing maroon socks and yellow tube socks I bob and paul revere is the name of the horse bob and paul revere sing don't fence me in i really loved this so much the way the legs moved and the way the background moved it was so shoddy and so like fun and weird I love this. This was the best yeah. sketch. Here's my horse wears New Balance. Yeah, I have that too. <laughs> I said sneakers on horse. I'm not New a, Balance. I'm not a two-bit horse. Oh, yeah, you bit me twice. Oh, yeah, that was a funny Stupid. joke. But that was fun. I really loved this sketch, and I think it was such a solid... I love when the show ends with like a good laugh. A good laugh, Because yeah. otherwise I would have been like, what happened in this episode? I don't know. Bob Hope rode this stupid horse. That's what I remember from this episode. That was its farewell to I me. love that. I absolutely hate when they end with a sad song. A sleepy, sad song. Like, the guest is going to sing to Robin. Like, anytime Robin is on stage and he's not doing comedy, it's the saddest thing in the world. He's so, like, sweet and cute and, like, little. <laughs> remember when he got, just was, like, like, in the hole in the floor? Oh, my God, yes. I love when they use Robin to do, like, stupid shit. So funny. Oh, my God. At closing, the Flying Zucchini Brothers... And the Japanese pole vaulters run away from Animal, who has given up overhand bowling and taken up hunting. Bob swears this isn't happening. And he's, he's only hungover. Speaking of Mel Blanc, uh, Blank, uh, why is it Blank? It's spelled like Blanc to me. You're No, it's not spelled like Blanc. You have that it's spelled like Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, it's, it's Blank. Right? Blank. Yeah, it's Blank. Mel Blanc. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, I'm hunting rabbits. Did he? Yeah. I didn't even hear that. 
He has a bazooka to hunt. Our Nickelodeon edits, the first backstage sequence and the first Muppets news flash were both cut. Okay, Nickelodeon. What was the first ba- The first backstage sequence helps it make sense that, like, Bob Hope is busy. So why would you cut that? Do you think kids are following the storyline? I don't. I don't think so. I don't remember. I watch this shit all the time. I told you, and all that I remembered was Crocodile Rock. You know? So that's the end for this one. Next week, we're going to be watching the Teresa Brewer episode. Would you like the premise for that one? Yeah, please do tell. Episode 222, Teresa Brewer. We're getting close to the end of the season. We have only a few left to go after this one. This episode aired in the United Kingdom on December 2nd, 1977. We're all over the place again. And it aired in the United States on November 21st, 1977. Uh-huh. Miss Piggy overhears Kermit tell Scooter that she's getting too fat to do her ballet number next week. <clears throat> so she decides to go on a diet. She breaks the scale weighing herself and collapses after exercising with a TV show for a few minutes. This sucks. Oh, man. We're fucking in for it next week. We are in for it. Oh. Poor Piggy. Poor fucking Piggy, man. What an unnecessary thing to, like, put on her. That sucks. Uh, all right. I really just wanted to see Lizzo come in in the middle of this episode and just kick all the Kermit's ass. Lizzo like, and uh, what's her name? Oh, my God. Uh, Jamila Jamil. That, uh, she's from, like, The Good Place and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two of them just come in and they just rock oh Kermit to death. Like, fuck off, you piece of shit. That sucks. And that he does it, like, behind her back and everything. And I have a feeling it. this next episode is going to, like, piss me off quite a bit. But Probably. we'll watch it anyway. Well, we got to figure out who Teresa Brewer is also. So uh, you can join us next week. Please watch the Teresa Brewer episode if you're watching along with us. Uh, you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Send us a message. Send us messages. Send us messages. Say hello. Reach out to we us. We love you. Retweet us. us. Me- it's not just about the Muppets. Tell Be your friend. friends. We will follow back. Yeah, follow back. We'll follow back. Yeah, we definitely will. We love you. We love you. Uh, until next time. Thanks for the gumball, Fozzie. This is-